How, how many here say that you're a blessed person? Are you a blessed person? I was talking with someone this morning, and they said, I'm, I'm just blessed. And I agree, you're, you're blessed of God. If you have Jesus in your heart, you are among the most blessed people in this world. Jesus is dwelling. You think about that. Now, I'm not minimizing what you're going through right now. I'll say more about that in a moment. But, but if you have Jesus in your heart, and you know that you're going to heaven, uh, I, I'll tell you what, that just changes your whole perspective on everything. We are blessed. We are blessed people. And in fact, I'm going to go so far as to see, say this, but I'm going to back it up. And I, I shared a bunch last week, and, and I'm going to be sharing more, Lord willing, next week and the week after that about the blessed life. But I want to say this, as I did last week, and as I will in subsequent weeks, God wants you to lead a blessed life. He really does. Now, you may be sitting there thinking, I don't feel very blessed. Well, <laughs> with all due respect to your feelings, it's a dangerous thing when we, when we measure our walk with Jesus Christ by what we're feeling at any particular moment. But, but he really does want to bless your life. Now, we have to get a proper handle. There were a number of people that were traveling last week, and so for just a few moments, a little bit of review. In the Bible, in the Bible, uh, the word blessed, or a variation of it, the word blessed, blessed, blessing, those three words, or blessedness, you know, all this. The, some variation of the word bless occurs about 500 times in the Bible. Let me tell you something. If any time a word appears that intentionally that many times, you'd better be paying attention to it. Over 500 times in the Bible. And it almost always designates something of value or something of, of importance. If you see the word blessed, it may be referring to a person, it may be referring to a thing, but when it says something is blessed, then you, you need to get a hold on that. It means that that's an important thing, an important person, a valued thing, or a, a valued person. It was, whenever you see it used, Old or New Testament, it was someone or something that was favored by God or set apart for a godly purpose. It's blessed. This is not just an ordinary person. Oh, they may be ordinary in themselves. We all are. But rather, it is set apart by God. God blessed that person. Get this. This is very important. Because we need to get a proper understanding of what blessing means. It's almost always relational. In other words, I am blessed, you are blessed, if we are in right relationship with Jesus Christ. I heard someone say once, they said, um, get under the spout where the blessing comes out. <laughs> now, it's kind of catchy, but I think there's a lot of truth to that. I want to be in right relationship with God, and the blessing is to be in right relationship with God, not just to be in that place where I am blessed by the popular definition of the term. But being in right relationship with him, being under the spout, is itself blessed. Just being in connection, relation with him, is the greatest blessing that I or you will ever experience. That's it. That's it. 
if I never received anything that I could hold in my hands or place that I could go or thing that I could do, if none of those things ever happen, if I'm in right relationship with him, it's the greatest single blessing that I could or you could possibly experience. It's almost always relational. Last week we looked throughout particularly the Old Testament a couple of different places. When God created mankind, Genesis chapter 1, it says God then blessed them. The first thing that he did after creating them, it says, it uses the word, and he blessed them. Later on, after the only survivors of the great worldwide flood left the ark, it says one of the first things that happened upon leaving the ark is God blessed, just a handful of people, God blessed those people. Interesting, isn't it? After God called Abraham, Abraham was the, uh, the, the guy who would, uh, would become the father, would become the, the father of the Jewish people, the forefather. He was the first of God's chosen people. And just after God called him, it says God blessed him. I, I use those examples from the Old Testament because I want you to understand that God, when he sets someone apart, he blesses them. When God wants to do something through someone, he blesses them. That the blessing is being set apart. A person of importance, a person of value. Even if you may not feel valuable sometimes, even if others may not think that you are important, if God has blessed you, then you are a person that he desires to use. It is God's blessing. When Jesus began teaching in Matthew chapter 5, it's the first recorded, it talks about him teaching earlier, but it's the first recorded teaching that we have of his in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 5, he describes, one of the first things he does is he describes people who were blessed. In fact, I'd like you, if you have your Bibles this morning, I would like you to turn to the Gospel of Matthew, the first Gospel of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 5. Five. Be ready to read there in a few minutes. But I, again, I want to point out again and again, over 500 times in the Bible, God blessed people or he blessed things that were a part of his plan. God blessed people who were and are connected to him. Listen, if you want a God-blessed life more than anything, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Surrender your life to Jesus. You say, well, I don't know if I want to. You've been doing a lousy job on your own. Just go ahead and surrender your life to Jesus. You're going to continue to do a miserable job on your own. Just surrender your life, all of it. Don't hold anything back. Just surrender your life to Jesus, and you will begin leading an incredibly blessed life. Now, many times, um, uh, and, and, and I say, I, I can't think of any particular person here that I've done this too, but in the event, you know, this is one of the problems of being here so long. I've probably been with you when you did this, or maybe you were with me when I did this, but I've been with people uh, many times where, and I've seen people point to what they own or point to what they've accomplished, and, and then they say, God has blessed me. Um. And, and by the way, I'm not saying that he hasn't blessed them. 
I, I, I've done it. You know, people have said, well, and, and I said, well, you know, God, God has blessed and I'm grateful for. I'm not saying that what we hold in our hands isn't blessed. I'll share more about that next week. I'm not saying that God has not blessed us in those ways. Those things certainly can be the things that we do or the things that we accomplish or the things that we have. Those things certainly can be indications of God's blessing. It's just that His blessings often come in ways that we don't expect. I'm going to build on that, but let me, let me say it again. God's blessings often come in ways that we don't expect. In fact, God's blessings may not come in the ways that we would like them. The God-blessed life, the God-blessed life is not always an easy life. This morning, if you heard about this series and, and, and you said, well, i got to hear about that, and, and you're thinking that you came, that, boy, you're just going to leave knowing that, boy, within the next week, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing. It's going to be the greatest, most abundant life of your week. If you think that, you, you've come to the wrong place. I, I'm not going to say that. In fact, what I am going to say from Scripture is that the God-blessed life often does not equate an easy life. You can still be blessed of God and face a lot of challenges. Matthew chapter 5 is part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Verses 1 through 12 read this way. Verse 1, Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, he opened his mouth and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. And then Jesus said this, Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. These, these nine times, these are nine of the Roughly 500 in Scripture. Talks about the blessings of God. Nine times Jesus said how certain persons are, remember our definition, how certain persons are blessed, favored, valued, set apart by God. <laughs> it's important to remember the definition when we go through this list. He said these these. Nine, specifically, are 
blessed. Now, i got to tell you, I look at this list, and we just read through it here. Some of them are really easy to understand, right? I mean, some of these are just no-brainers. I get it. I get it. Those who are passionate for Jesus are blessed. Verse 6, I, well, well, of course you're blessed. I mean, if, you're, if you're on fire for Jesus, well, that, of course God's going to bless that person. We get that, right? That person's blessed. Or how about verse 7, those who are merciful? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, someone who's merciful, who, who just has that gift or however they came by it. We, we, oh, of course they're blessed. We get that. How about verse 8, the pure-hearted? Pure-hearted people, they're blessed. Got a pure heart. How about the peacemakers of verse nine? Right, they're the they, they, because they'll become the sons of God. Well, peacemakers, you know, people who who come into a situation, into conflict, and and bring peace. Yeah, I get it. Of course, of course, it stands to reason that they're that they're going to be blessed. I get it. Those people are a blessing, and they should be considered as, as blessed. I, I understand all of that, but, but that's not the whole list, is it? Jesus also said, the poor in spirit are blessed. See, I have a little bit harder time with that because I have a hard time seeing the word poor in relation to blessing. In our popular, popular use of the word blessed, we, we wouldn't often associate the word poor, but Jesus did. Or how about those who mourn? He says those who, who are in mourning are blessed? <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm brokenhearted here? experiencing this loss i'm in mourning for one reason or another and i'm blessed because they'll be comforted they're blessed of god favored by god set apart by god how about how about those who are persecuted for righteousness sake or they're going to receive the kingdom of of heaven they're the people who are persecuted are are blessed or how about those who are insulted or harassed, slandered for their connection to Jesus Christ? How about those? How about those? Are, are, they, are they really blessed? I mean, you mean if, 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 if someone says some really bad things about me, I'm blessed? Jesus called them blessed. Jesus said those persons are favored. By God, you know, it's one thing to stand in front of a house, a newer house to you. Maybe it's new, maybe it's brand new, and somebody goes, "Man, I love that that beautiful Art Deco Colonial Ranch house," you know, <laughs> which would be kind of a mess. But oh, look at that! It's easy to say, "Well, look, that's you're blessed," or to look at your or to look at your brand new Ford F one fifty. Oh, you're blessed. But 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 how about how about standing and pointing at some some wounds or some scars or some tears or some pain? Yeah, I'm going through this. I've just experienced this loss, but oh, hasn't God blessed me? 
How about to, to do this? To consider the attacks or the accusations or the persecution. And, you know, the, somebody, you, 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 you have something thrown through your window or, or you, you don't get an advancement in your job or maybe you lose your job because of your faith in Jesus Christ. Maybe you're dragged before court and, and all of the litigation and the stress and the concern, what's going to happen and all of this stuff. And you say, well, hasn't God blessed me? But Jesus said they're blessed. I mean, let's, let's get a biblical hold on this. They're blessed. They really are. That'll get your attention if you hear someone say, I just experienced the, one of the great losses of my life. I'm so blessed. It's harder, isn't it? Jeremiah um, 17, before we read it, let me just tell you a little bit about Jeremiah. When we get to heaven, <clears throat> um, we're going to be rewarded according to many of the things that we've done in Christ's name in, in how we, we, in faith, stepped out and did things. Listen, if, if, when you get to heaven, it, one of the bigger houses, if you will, one of, one of the bigger <laughs> gatherings of, of, of heavenly reward is going to be Jeremiah. Here's a guy who for years did what God called him to do, said what God told him to say, and saw very little results, but he was so faithful and he was so obedient as Jeremiah. Jeremiah, chapter 17, verses 7 and 8, the Holy Spirit inspired him to say this, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Notice the wording here, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. Now it doesn't say whose trust is in the Lord, it says whose trust is the Lord. He, and he likens it, he says he is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream, does not fear when heat comes, for it leaves, for its leaves rather, remain green, and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Jeremiah is drawing this word picture and he says, the, the person who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord, is, is like a tree that's, that's planted beside this body of water, sends out its, its roots, and it's strong, and it's nourished. Notice, please, here, notice, please, if, if, if what he's saying is true, and of course it is true, then people who trust in the Lord are blessed, and who are blessed also experience the heat. Did you notice that? By the stream does not fear when heat, right there, when heat comes. <clears throat> I, I say that because people who are blessed of God are going to experience the heat sometimes. And, you, and, and sometimes in our really kind of messed up theology that some people have is they feel the heat and they go, oh, God's blessing must have left to me because I'm uncomfortable. No, sometimes the blessed person experiences the heat because they're blessed. But it goes on. Its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. What he's saying here is that that, 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 uh, that it's going to continue to bear fruit. But there's going to be drought. See it right there on the right floor, right-hand corner. Drought, 
See, when I looked at that, I, I say, you know what? People who are blessed of the Lord, whose trust is the Lord, are going to experience some really dry times. They're, they're still going to be nourished because they're tapped into the vine. I'm mixing metaphors. I know Jesus and John, in the Gospel of John chapter 15 and all of that. But, 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 but because they're connected to God, there's going to be nourishment, but they're going to go through dry times. Some of you right now may be going through a dry time and you're tempted. The enemy is tempting you to think, well, you're going through a dry time. You're going through a difficult time. You're going through a real challenging stretch right now. God's blessing must have left you. That's what Satan wants to tell you. And don't you listen to the enemy. Because Christians, people who are blessed of God, will go through heated times and they will go through dry times. But they, because they're connected to him, right right relationship, right under the spout where the blessing comes out, I'm, because I'm connected to him, I'm going to continue, even in the dry times, to bear fruit. Blessed. Blessed of the Lord. Listen, listen friends, um, uh, I, I don't know everyone here, and, and some of you, I, I don't know what you're going through, but let me, let me tell you, I, and I don't know your, your level of spiritual maturity, but it's a really big day. It's a really big day in your spiritual maturation. It is a really big day when you realize that some of God's greatest blessings will come through some of the hardest times. It is a huge day in your spiritual maturity, your spiritual maturation, when you realize that some of God's greatest blessings will come at the hardest of times. A few years ago, a song came out. Maybe you've heard it, maybe not. I remember the first time I heard it, and my, my first thought was, that's good theology. See, there's some songs that aren't very good theology. They're not biblical. Not many, but there are some. But when I heard this, I thought, that's, that's truth. Maybe you've heard it, maybe not, but as you listen to the song and read the words, you will see the words. I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to speak some powerful truth to you. protection while we sleep we pray for healing for prosperity we pray for your mighty hand to ease our suffering all the while you hear each spoken need yet love is way too much to give us lesser things cause what if your blessings come through raindrops what if your healing comes through tears what if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near 
trials of this life are your mercies in disguise. It's so good and so easy to talk about God's blessings as the things that feel good and the things that bring peace. Forget that God's blessings maybe disguise some of the challenges that we go through. I mentioned a moment ago before the song that 
some of great God's greatest blessings can come through some of the hardest times. Now you might be sitting here this morning and you're thinking, I hear what you're saying, preacher. And I kind of get it, but put some put some flesh on it for me. I don't I don't I don't see how it can even be possible that the hardest of times can be can bring about some of the greatest of blessings. Some of you remember Russell Inches. Russell grew up here, passed away a little bit more than two years ago. For those of you that did not know Russell or knew her in the church, um, to give you a little bit of background, Russell, about uh, six years ago, was involved in, uh, he was severely injured in a diving accident. The injury which broke his neck and severely injured his spinal column, resulted in total paralysis from the neck down and him living in really almost constant, intense pain. And yet, Russell considered himself a blessed man, and he said as much. The summer before he passed away, about three years ago, Russell and I were meeting together, and uh, he he shared something with me that I remember as he said it, it, it wasn't so much surprising, but it was a bit shocking. Again, sitting together in my office, he he said to me, and, and perhaps he said to others here as well, he said that uh, he was deeply grateful for his injury. You think about that. Totally incapable physically of caring for himself um, in, in this constant, almost agony. And unable to do hardly anything about it. It's a little bit shocking to hear someone say, I'm really grateful for this. He said he was grateful because it was his injury and the challenges that followed that injury that brought him back into right relationship with Jesus Christ. He, um, I don't have to go into the details, it's under the blood, but Russell, by his own admission, was not serving Christ before the life-controlling things that had taken over him. And yet he said that that injury and the, and, or that accident and the injury that followed, it, it brought him back to Christ. And, and for that he was very, very grateful. And he considered himself blessed. You see, Russell understood that the temporary... The temporary part of him, his body was broken. He understood that. But the eternal part of him, right? 
His spirit, the part that we cannot see, but the eternal part of him was healthy and in right relationship with Christ. What One glance, you could look at Russell in, in a wheelchair and, and, and say it is, he is, he's broken, but what, what was not quite so apparent unless you talked with him is that his spirit was really healthy. What you couldn't have seen before, you would have seen a strong young man who had full function of everything, but whose spirit was broken, and yet because of what happened, the eternal part became healthy. He considered himself very blessed, and he knew what I might add others have also found through their own challenges, that our greatest blessings, our greatest blessings are not the things that we can hold in our hands. That our greatest blessings are, are not the places of influence that, in which we can serve. That, that our, 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 greatest, our greatest blessings are, are not the, the comforts that we can experience or the delights that we can see or feel. Maybe some of you who have gone through ordeals of your own have discovered that as well, and in spite of, and in part because of, that ordeal, you consider yourself blessed. Our greatest blessing is who we are in Jesus. You know, you know, you're looking at one of the most blessed men in the world, and you know what? I'm looking at some of the most blessed people in the world. And by the way, we, we, we number in the hundreds of millions, not because of what we've done, because of what he did on a cross to forgive and to restore and someday the bodies, we're going to get new ones. <laughs> we're going to say goodbye to these old ones. <laughs> we will then walk in an incredible blessing, but I don't have to wait until then to be blessed of God. I want you to look back in your own life. I want you to look back in your own life, and I dare say that many of you can say that you were radically changed and you became more like Jesus Christ because of an incredibly difficult time or a great loss that you endured. And you look back and you say, I was, I am blessed. Trials of this life are often His mercies in disguise. And they serve to remind us that this place is not our home. I shared a few moments ago that if you came this morning and you're looking for a time in which I ask God to bless you and then you have an amazing week where you get a new job, a better job, an advancement in your current job, you um, get that, uh, that mean uncle that you did not like but dies and leaves you a big chunk of money 
If you thought that's what was going to happen today, well, I don't think any of you did, but in the event that you did, that's not what's going to happen. What I am going to do is I'm going to ask God's blessing on you. And I'm really going to ask God to bless you. I'm really going to ask God to bless you. And some of, some of you, not because of what I said, but God's going to bless you. It's going to come in a way than you, that you did not anticipate. And he's going to bless you because he wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. Now, some of you are scared right now. You're saying, Pastor, I don't want that blessing. Well, it's going to come because he wants to bless you. Because he's more, he's more concerned about what you're going to be than what you are right now. And so he's going to bless you. I'd like you to stand with me, please. And in this conclusion to this, fine, this second message in a four-part series of speaking of God's blessing, would you do this? Would you just, if you're physically able, just put your hands kind of like this. And not, 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 not so much in surrender as much as in receiving. When you receive a gift, you often will... Receive with both hands. And I, I want you to just physically, as an act of faith, that's really all it is. Your hands will not suddenly feel heavier, but as an act of faith, in receiving God's blessing, would you just do this? And I'll pray for you. Lord Jesus, I am so grateful for my brothers and my sisters. If there is anyone here who has not yet begun that relationship with you, Lord, right now, even with their hands out, may they simply pray, pray this, may they pray this very simple prayer, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I surrender my life to you. Forgive my sins. Make my e the eternal part of me healthy. It's more important than anything. Make that eternal part of me healthy. I feel sick. Sin has done that. But I surrender myself to you and I receive the free gift of salvation. Lord, I ask that if anyone prayed that prayer along with me, that they would know that they are saved and that they have begun the greatest journey of blessing that they could possibly imagine. Lord, there are hundreds here today who have their hands extended. And we don't know what you will place in our hands. We don't know what you will place in our lives. We don't know what lies in the week ahead but I believe that you want to bless us some will be incredibly delightful exciting but all will have a price would you bless your people today help us to look forward to that day and the blessings will be 
fulfilled in every area. We thank you for it. Now, Lord, as we go our way today, may we walk in the blessings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. These altars are open. God bless you today and in the week ahead. We pray for healing, for prosperity. We pray for your mighty hand to ease our suffering. For all the while, you hear each spoken need. Yet love is way too much to give us lesser things. Cause what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? What if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? Pray for wisdom, your voice to hear. And we cry in anger when we cannot feel you near. We doubt your goodness, we doubt your love, as if every promise from your word is not. What if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes 